0: Coming to you live from the Bar of Questionable Life Choices, this is Ian McGlynn with Why Whiskey. Joining me live today in the studio is Jonathan Morasky and Thomas Rounds, former members of the West Point Parachute team. Uh, Buckle in, sit down, this is going to be an incredible show. Grab some whiskey. Let's get started. Greetings, friends. This is Why Whiskey. A history podcast with a whiskey problem. Or is it a whiskey podcast with a history problem? We'll let you decide. I'm your host, Ian McGlynn. Let's get after it. So, uh, today, I have two former members of uh, my team, Uh, Jonathan Moraski and Thomas Rounds, uh, graduated the Military Academy in 2019 and have now gone on to do uh, amazing things in the realm of the military and leadership and all that cool stuff. So today we're going to be talking about military leadership. We're going to be talking about their training after the Academy and what they hope to do from there. Now, we are tuned up. Uh, uh, I have been sipping whiskey. They have been sipping
1: White Claws. (laughs) (laughs)
0: don't judge them. It's cool. Um,
1: So let's start
0: (laughs) with with Jonathan. Jonathan, what did you branch when you graduated the uh, military academy?
1: Uh, So I branched infantry. Uh, So I have since after graduating, I moved down to Fort Benning. I've completed I I Bullock infantry basic officer leadership course. Uh, It's a six month program where I've learned a lot about how to uh, run missions and operate as a platoon leader and I've learned how to kind of respond to different circumstances in a variety of uh, different platforms whether that be like on foot uh, whether operating in Bradley fighting vehicles or mobile platforms but then and also just a, a variety of different locations whether we're in the field operating in an urban environment uh, subterranean environment as well uh, so I've just learned a lot being put in different situations and just being exposed to many different uh, thought processes and ideas of ways of Uh, executing tactical tasks
0: so for everybody that listens to this podcast that doesn't do army shit um, what does that mean
1: Uh, so that basically means i spend a lot of time out in the the woods running around uh, telling other peers what to do we walk around the woods with rifles and machine guns and we go and uh, clear make sure we can clear through buildings run through buildings and make sure that There's clear of enemy running different types of missions, whether that's an ambush along a road, whether that's operating completely in the forest, whether that's operating in an urban environment of different types of houses, from one story to three to four story level houses, learning how to operate in many different types of environments and learning how to uh, manage violence and operate as the leader of many different types of individuals.
0: Manage violence. That is fun. I like that term. That's super good. So, Tommy, um, a quick uh, note about Tommy. Tommy was the uh, CIC, uh, so he was the uh, cadet in charge, uh, the captain, as known otherwise. So, Tom, you have gone to be an engineer?
2: That is uh, correct. Um, So, yes, I branched engineers and then headed down to the luxurious uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and, uh, you know, pretty much we build stuff and then we also blow it up. And that's about it.
0: All right. So, uh, John shoots stuff. You build stuff and blow stuff up. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. Um, so, uh, we, we do whiskey and we do history. So, uh, I'm, I'm assuming in your education of your branches, you guys have learned something uh, historic. John, what is the birthday of the infantry?
1: Uh, to be completely honest, off the top of my head, I'm not 100% sure. I know the...
0: 1775.
1: Okay. I was going to go with something around there. <laughs> <laughs> sure it was. Right on. Uh, Tommy?
2: Um, I'm going to go with uh, 1774. Engineers,
0: engineers. Engineers came before the
2: infantry? Absolutely, of course. Engineers lead the way. Asseons. Asseons.
0: I don't think that's a thing, but uh, look <laughs> <Well, we'll>, at <laughs> we'll that. It's, it's not. <laughs> right on. All right. So let's, uh, so that's our day jobs. Let's not talk about our, our day jobs anymore. Let's talk about, uh, uh, so let's talk about skydiving. So let's do it. it. So uh, Rock most memorable jump. What was your most memorable jump? John. Go
1: ahead. Uh, that's hard. I think, uh, I think my most memorable jump specifically was uh, I think it was my second or first my first jump ever down in Rayford North Carolina and I remember jumping out I remember that pit in my stomach feeling of just like oh no what am I doing and then I remember pulling my my parachute shoot opening up under canopy I just remember looking out and seeing everything and I was in such a state of awe that I just started belting out Hakuna Matata by The Lion King and I sung that song I kid you not for about the next two or three minutes, just on repeat, because I don't remember most of the verses. I just kept singing that uh, for the remainder of the time until I got to the ground, and I I still remember that to this day as it was just so so thrilling.
2: Right on, Tommy. That's uh, that's definitely a tough act to follow. Um, you know what? For me, it would it would have to have been my last jump uh, with the team um, at our home station at West Point. Um, I came down. Uh, it's kind of starting near the end of the day, so it's a beautiful sunset over the Hudson River. And as I came down, um, all of the, our teammates, all the younger teammates, they kind of formed a little cordon, and they kind of, you know, gave us high fives as we came uh, flying into our final approach. And you know, it was just definitely a, a moment of reflection on all the uh, experiences that I kind of gone into my four years on the team, and it was a pretty neat way to culminate it all.
0: Right on. So, uh, you know, you went you went through the gauntlet of the the academy, which is you know uh, not a normal college experience by any shape or form or faction. Um, uh, now you have a a service obligation, right? Um, obligation wise, right? Does it feel like an obligation, or does it feel like something you want to do? Is is serving um, something that you desire uh you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying like so um you know you you have a five-year requirement once you graduate but is it it, do you see that as like a requirement or do you see that as something that you you want to do
2: i mean so for me it's definitely something i want to and it's something i knew was you know part of the deal of going to to going to west point and I don't know. It's I feel like it's kind of the least I can do. I feel like I've been afforded so many opportunities at West Point. I've met so many incredible people and you know, for whatever reason I came to West Point, um and I'm not going to lie, part of it was the draw of free education. Um but actually, you know, Can't during confirm. during my time there, I realized, you know, how lucky I was just to be, you know, in this country and I felt like it was kind of part of my obligation to at least play a part in helping defend what we have and helping protect the ideas that we strive for.
1: Yeah, and no, I mean for me I I think it's definitely something that I really want to do. There's every job you go into I feel like there's probably some good days and some bad days. The army probably has a little bit more bad days than good days, but I think even even when you do have those bad days there's stuff you can learn from them and uh the people you meet in the military it it makes it all worth it and so that's one thing that I keep in mind is whatever you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, you can always look forward because there's definitely better days ahead. And uh, yeah, there's always something to look forward to.
0: There is. Uh, a lot of the memories that you, uh, uh, some of your fondest memories anyway, uh, will come from the, <laughs> the absolute worst experiences uh, in the moment. But once yep. the moment is over, it, it's really super cool uh so uh we are a you know history and whiskey podcast um talk to me about whiskey so what do you know uh jonathan about
1: whiskey um so honestly the i'm not a very big whiskey drinker but the little i do know about no whiskey shame has came from from you uh ian Michael a lot of it has come from me shooting you texts when i've been at liquor stores drinking with friends and i'll shoot you a text of a picture of a whiskey bottle say hey this is like an elijah craig batch number whatever how is this what do you think and you'll respond with oh my gosh you should get it that's super underpriced and i will typically just grab a batch and bring it in or usually i'll gift it back to you or i'll get it and try some for myself but uh, to be completely honest, I, I'm very, very ignorant when it comes to whiskey and everything that entails such.
2: Yeah, so, you know, for me, I'm going to try and actually incorporate some history into here. So, Sick. I'll be honest, what I do remember of U.S. history and the words whiskey is the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, I remember it from discussions of the early formation of the country. And I know a lot of farmers then, it was cheaper for them to distill their, their crops into whiskey um, in order to transport it and they were getting taxed heavily and there was you know rebellion on all these taxes and there was kind of the difficulty of providing the troops to you know kind of quell the insurrection that happened and it was further evidence for the need of forming a stronger federal government with the ability to have a federal army at our disposal
1: in order to deal with problems that might have quelled such as the whiskey rebellion you, I think you got that directly from the first podcast that was produced because that was that was pretty good. But that was <laughs> that was,
0: that was pretty good. Um, uh, so cool thing about the whiskey rebellion. Uh, so one of the bigger things was, uh, there wasn't a lot of currency.
1: Mm, yeah. So whiskey
0: was currency. America hadn't had the ability to print a lot of money, but they were demanding money to be paid uh, from every still. You know, um, every farmer that owned a still had to pay cash for what they were distilling and there just wasn't any cash to be paid. So yeah. there was a lot of frustration there. But yeah, no, that was, so the Whiskey Rebellion is one of the things that got me like fired up about uh, uh, the mix between the two. So yeah. uh, the history and, and whiskey in America. So uh, right on. Um, so do you recall a whiskey that you have tried that you have enjoyed by name?
1: John? uh mine specifically was the Elijah Craig so that's that's one of the one that I found remember I was on a trip and I took a picture of it cuz I saw it it was like I think it was like 30 or 40 dollars and I remember sending you a text being like hey I found this Elijah Craig look at the price is that a good price and you immediately texted back like if you don't buy that you're stupid and I said Roger that so I bought two of them uh I remember we took it up to a friend's farmhouse where I think we were having a bachelor party or something and we, we we sipped it a little bit at first and then as the night went on, unfortunately we, we drank uh drank it a little differently. But yeah, it was it was definitely really, really good.
2: Yeah, so for me I'm I'm a simple man with uh with simple tastes. Um definitely a white clawed drinker by day <laughs> but but if I had to pick by night, I would probably be uh Devil's River is my my, my poison of choice. So
0: I believe you chose that because there happens to be a bottle sitting right here by the
1: record. That is insane. There <laughs> you is. Could, you know, yeah, you, to you confirm could've... to the listeners,
2: there is, in fact, a bottle right there. That's crazy. I had no idea how funny. Coincidences. You
1: could have also chosen, like, a Woodford Reserve or anything. Come on, baby. Come on. You,
2: you, I'm a simple man. Devil's River.
0: <laughs> so let me let me give you, uh, uh for the listeners, a quick uh, history on, on my relationship with these two gentlemen. So I, I showed up to the Academy in August of 2016, and these guys were – Uh, sophomores, I guess, uh, for everybody else at the time. Um, So I I got to watch these gentlemen go from their sophomore year to uh, their senior year and then graduate and then go on to be, uh, you know, senior leaders in in their their fields. And uh, their their progress and their growth throughout that entire process um, literally showed up as they looked like... uh, like, like small, like children and related to them. Cause I have, uh, kids, my, my own kids are, are their age. And so, um, to watch these, these young men go from, you know, uh, kids of my age that teenagers into, into young adults who are, uh, ready to go, uh, lead and conquer, um, you know, whatever the, the government throws at them is, was pretty incredible. So, uh, this is my, my graduation class. They, uh, you know, the graduation class, meaning, uh, the class that starts when you show up and they graduate when you leave. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be given an, be given a, uh, a, an, an additional year. Um, so I not only get to see my graduation class leave, but then the class after them leave as well. So, uh, uh, so John had to step out for a sec. I've got Tommy here. Uh, Tommy, I'm and I still tried- here. Tommy and I spent a lot of time together <laughs> yes, because he was yes. as my as my CIC. He was my <laughs> my cadet in charge, and uh, and and so he and I got a, a lot of intimate con- connections. Yes, so anything yes. that went wrong on the team was directly his fault. <laughs> directly his fault. So even though he had nothing to do with it, it, it was his sense.
2: fault. It usually was usually absolutely.
0: Yes. <laughs> absolutely his fault. Um, so t- so Tommy got to bear the uh, uh, the unfortunate uh, wrath of. <laughs> of once in, a while. It once in a while, uh, once in a while, yeah. Um, it, but it always, it, it always blows my mind. And, and here we got a, we got Mike uh, coming in too. So Mike is also a part of 2019s. Mike Coella. say hi, Mike. Awesome. What's up? Uh, Longtime follower, first time contributor. How's everyone doing? <laughs> he has no idea what's happening right now. Um, so. What what fascinates me is you guys. So you you come here, knowing that there is an obligation to serve, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: It's part of the contract. It's part of the contract. So instead of you you go to a normal college, um, fraternities, sororities. What's up? You know, i have um, them, and Not you just like, seen. You, you just go. Chi and,
2: Sigma
1: <laughs> Chi. Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm a Zeta by heart. <laughs>
0: It's Beta. A, that's a sorority. Uh, yeah, that's very typical. First, <laughs> very 21st century. We're going mean. to move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your decision to come here, knowing that there's an obligation to serve, um, having a grasp of what is happening in the world around you at the time, because now, I mean, you guys are uh, with social media, there's there's no hiding anything anymore right our you know right. uh, news so we we know that we're we're in for a fight so you guys come here knowing that this college education is <laughs> inevitably going to lead you to a fight somewhere right mm-hmm. um what what is the driving force that that brings you to that point you know i think and so let me so there are no language restrictions there is no, like, you don't have to be politically <laughs> oh, correct ooh, here. Okay. There's no, you know what I mean? I So uh, answer candidly.
1: Right. First, if you want. Yeah, go ahead. So one of my big things is I grew up in a, in a household where my, my dad was in the military. I grew up in the military. We moved around a bunch. And one of the things that I see is just uh, individuals of my dad grown up around me, people who, very selfless individuals who gave up most of their lives to, serving for the country, whether that's in the military, working as uh, civil servants up on Capitol Hill, doing stuff, sacrificing their time, a lot of their uh, investments where they could have made a lot more money by doing what they thought was right for the United States and being, I guess, good patriots, as you will. And for me, just seeing that kind of set the tone, set the example for me to kind of realize that I I could go out and do something that's more... Uh, look, self-interested, more in my self-interest, but I could also go out and do something that uh, benefits everyone as a whole. And so that's one of the big things that I saw was just that I could go out and I could do something that really benefits, not greatly benefits everything, everyone, but it's something that I can do to kind of make an impact in the world. And whether or not that does put me, myself, my future family at risk or anything like that, Uh, it's kind of worth it because you know that you're doing what you can to kind of help others. And that's kind of just the way I think I was raised is you you do what you can to help people around you. And even if you don't know who they are, you you kind of just do what you got to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a very, uh, very politically correct answer. Um, Yes, I did finish that. Um, So for me, you know, I guess it's difficult. So... I also grew up around the military. My father was also in the military. Um, he actually taught at West Point, so I grew up around the school itself. And I don't know. I think, you know, I, I had ADHD as a kid. I've always been pretty hyperactive. I'm easily bored. And I think the idea of just, I don't know, settling down kind of scared me. And the quickest way to not settle down was to join the military and if I'm being completely honest, that's you know, that's kind of the initial draw that it gave to me was the the spice of life, of variety. And I totally understood what, you know, that would come with and I knew that, you know, how serious the obligation was and how much, you know, it meant and that I should take everything seriously. But, you know, the original uh yeah, the original draw of it was I knew there'd be a lot of different experiences. I knew I'd be moving around a lot and I would be Changing scenes and changing jobs, and I was like, you know what? I kind of need that in my life.
0: Right on. So we've we've been doing this Army thing for almost 20 years, and I say we because uh, uh, Jill has walked into the bar, and she's sitting here, and she's giving the boys pickles. Moonshine
1: pickles. These are moonshine. Moonshine pickles. Can I get a bite, or, pickles. Pickles. Get a bite oh, Thomas? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: <laughs> Jonathan just took a bite.
1: He wouldn't have given me a bite unless I said it on air. Well, there's sharing pickles, sharing I mean, pickles,
2: you know, normal,
1: right on. Um, <laughs> and that was uh,
0: the experiences. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of like ugly shit that happens, right, with with the army because you know we're not the Boy Scouts, right? We don't we're not a, a fun club of you know weekend frickin' whatever's you know. Um, <laughs> uh, we we are a uh an organization that is built around violence and uh, managing violence and going to execute uh, the will of uh, our nation, right? So um, uh, there's a lot of weird political shit that goes along with that, right? So, well, yeah. A little that, bit. That's, that's yeah. not our thing. No. Nope. So we don't talk about that, right? Just whiskey um, and history, baby. Hey, just whiskey and history. Damn right. Um,
1: Can I get another bite of that pickle?
2: <laughs> John just completed the Moonshine pickle. pickles, friends.
1: Uh, moonshine
0: pickles. Not <laughs> really that we good. advertise for anything. But uh, moonshine pickles is one
2: pretty damn good. Also, their cherries are also pretty damn good. Shameless plug. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> so, what
0: if if you could give the next generation, right, mm-hmm. um, with what you know now, you could give the next generation uh, a sentence to help them right one sentence what would that sentence be
2: huh John you want to take this one first and put your goddamn phone John no yeah, so put your, so put your phone down actually you know what don't Google it. so, so people Let, no, no, no 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 actually one th- this no, leads me into mine put your goddamn phone down that's my sentence thank you
1: so people are getting upset at me right now for pulling up my phone when I just I said I, my sentence okay Thomas is saying a sentence but I, the reason I'm pulling up my phone is I wrote this message put inside of my graduation your hat phone down when I graduated and it's a very that's a pretty subtle message. It's something that I, I actually really hold dear in my heart. Um, and so give me just a second and I'll pull it up. So here, Oh man, I can't see it. Oh, I can't read it. Um, hang on. Wow. I can't. Read. Okay. So I just found this photo of, you kind of suck right now. Yeah, I do kind of suck. Basically to sum up the sentence that I was going to try and read from my hat, but unfortunately my, I have, I have poor phone service right now. Um, It's basically find friends who are your real friends and stick with them. Know that some people are going to fade away. Some people are going to grow distant. Some people are going to get closer as you go on. But find the friends and the mentors that matter in your life and hold them close. Because some of those memories, you'll cherish them for the rest of your lives, but they're only around for a finite time. You'll never be able to go back to those, those really good times. Because sometimes you never know when you're in the good old days until they're gone. Andy Bernard. Yep. Jonathan Merasky. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's true. Very No, true. no it do, is. That's it very is very well true. Said. Um, I feel like it now. You never know.
0: You never know what you got until it's gone. Yeah, you got me. And, um, uh, and again, the the recollection of of those memories, like the best times of your life, were are yeah. always something that you think about after the fact. Um, yeah. In the moment, they seem. Whatever, and let me let me be very honest with you guys right now. Um, so their senior year at the academy was a very challenging year for the parachute <laughs> team as a whole, and yes. um, I did not truly appreciate everything that was happening uh, until the day after they graduated. So the day after uh, twenty nineteen, and uh, Jeremy Stanley just joined us in the studio here. Um, Gemma, he's uh, he's coming over to sit in the couch. So also a member of 2019. Um, so the day after graduation, we're sitting at the house uh, my wife and I and and we come to the realization that um, our class is now gone. <laughs> They're done and and that was that was really hard for us. Um, uh, but it was also very exciting because we we got to see these young uh, men and women. Kind of just grow and develop into this 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 amazing uh, group of this this cohort of just uh, fucking awesomeness. That's uh, so I'm now I'm gonna have to put an explicit rating because I use the word fuck. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, hey, I'll put a little fuck. e on my. I'll, join the, cl- I'll join the club yeah. too, real quick. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah. So, uh, nice. Nice. so uh, Jeremy. So we so uh, these these uh, these fucking amazing people um, now are done with us and they can go and impact other people and. Uh, it's it's legit, it's
2: it's incredible
1: um, can I just quick read the quote that's in you my hat yeah, John
2: is- so John's going to go ahead and read this quote, he found it now
1: so He's it's, got shit it's still blurry but I'm going to make the so the big quote is, it's something that I've, I put in my hat before, so at West Point you throw your hat in the air for graduation and most people put money in their hat I decided to put a picture of my teammates and I wrote a little note to whoever would find it so that they would remember it so this is what I wrote I wrote These past four years have been the best in my life, thanks to the people in this picture. My word of advice to you is find new friends, grow grow close to them, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Always remember that you can't have the bad times without the good. So power through the bad times, because the good times are surely worth it. Blue skies.
2: I would like to point out I put $20 in my hat, so... (laughs) I promise you, a kid was happy to find that. Just uh, so one kid got twenty bucks, the other kid got
1: some pictures. Of some some wisdom
2: and some like pictures of six ugly men.
1: <laughs> I actually have the picture of the kid who found my hat because he was my sponsor's next door neighbor. So he quote unquote said that is six ugly men. <laughs> this kid probably can't even read.
2: <laughs> yeah, that kid's no older than two. I <laughs> just yeah, showed him the picture. Oh,
3: I, I actually threw my hat up and caught it because my wife wanted me to.
2: So <laughs> uh, That's classic. No kid got that hat. <laughs> Jeremy stiff armed them. <laughs>
1: he said he said, nah, bitch. I'ma I'm, I'm take this. <laughs> yeah, she can put twenty dollars in it for his wife.
0: So so I I have been able to sit and watch uh three graduation ceremonies right now. Um uh, so the view from the top down, right? So, it, you know, it, it's forever fucking long, right? You guys, oh my God, you stand up and then you walk around and we're, you yeah. know, we're feverishly flipping back and forth between two different pages trying to, like, find our people because when our people get, like, their names called, like, we stand up and scream real loud and all that shit. So, um, so your name is spoken on graduation. What What feelings do you have? Like, what... What what was the the no shit like like this is what I felt when I heard my name you know whoever the the fucking band guy was that that reads the names
1: Jeremy you want to take the lead on this one yeah Honestly, Jeremy go ahead. Side,
3: side of the go ahead I'm gonna yep. be completely honest with you uh mine mine was like just let me do this right so I don't look like an idiot in front of all these people <laughs> <laughs> Gemma I was you know I was excited about it and and it and obviously it was it was pretty amazing, like the culminating event of everything but at the same time, you know um, there's a ton of people watching you and you're you're trained to you know do it a certain way and so you want to make sure that you do the right thing. you know you, you shake the right hand, you take your diploma and you do what you're supposed to do. So honestly I was just thinking about what I was supposed to do and walking across the stage yeah. it didn't really hit me until I actually got back to my seat. You know, whenever I I got back to the the bleacher and I sat down and I was like, all right, well, this is pretty cool, you know, this is it. So,
1: So I kind of did something different. I kind of, my mind just went blank and I was like, this is, I just kind of like was in the moment and forgot everything that I was supposed to do. So I like, I shook, I saluted whoever I was supposed to salute, shook someone's hand. And then I forgot to salute the vice president. And then I get back to my seat. And
0: Mike Pence, you you did not salute Mike Pence. I
1: completely forgot to salute Mike Pence. I almost skipped <laughs> I, him entirely. You're the worst and, American ever. Yep. <laughs> I I, pro- I would I, I wouldn't wouldn't disagree with you. And I remember getting back to my seat and just being like, whoa, what just happened? And then realizing like, oh, I just graduated. Oh shit. Wow. I'm wow. I'm actually. Oh damn. I'm just graduated. And I forgot to salute Mike Pence. Uh, so I went a little different route. <laughs> Clearly, my mind operates a little differently than others, but uh, still, still, truly, it's just a a a moment, just kind of an ecstasy where you just something you've been waiting for and working towards for so long.
2: Yeah. So for me, so you know, you you sit there and you stand on a ramp and you wait for your name to be called, and you know what? What I thought about was my home in uh, third, fourth, and fifth grade. So my dad taught at West Point and I grew up um, in a neighborhood near West Point. And what I was thinking about was our backyard where I played baseball. Um, and it was just it just felt like such a full circle moment for me. And I know that's kinda weird. And I know that's probably not what a lot of people were thinking about. But I was thinking about, you know, the third grade kid who played baseball in his backyard at West Point, and now the senior in college at West Point about to receive his diploma. And it was just, it was an interesting moment of reflection, thinking about, you know, how far I'd come between those two moments in my life coinciding at that same geographic location.
0: Right on. That's a, it, so a, a new perspective from the folks who actually experience, uh, and you can, YouTube, uh, West Point graduations, and inevitably the, the hat toss is going to be something that, that pops up and you, know, you see all the, the, the cadets tossing the hat, but you don't ever get the, the inside view of, of you know, what, what that means to each individual
1: cadet. And that was a White
0: Claw. <laughs> yes, they're, they're popping White Claws on the Whiskey Podcast. That's, that's sacrilege.
1: Right, we <laughs> well, last week. We, we but we do sleeping. have whiskey as well. We are sipping a my preferred poison. As well. uh,
0: it's a Michter's single barrel bourbon.
1: Single barrel. It's actually pretty good. It's got kind of a smoky taste. I actually taste a little bit of pecan on it as after mm, it goes down. It's, no, that's fair. Um, it is it's very good. Full bodied,
2: nice legs on it, but uh, yeah. From the guy who's sipping on a white claw right
0: now, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got a nipple on the end of that. Game. I know all the buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So uh, let's let's talk about parachute stuff. Um.
3: Guys, well, uh, just, just say one more thing about You can them, say whatever you want about the graduation. So for me, you know, like right, like while I was up there, while I was walking across the stage, I was all like, let me make sure that I do the right thing, you know, and and not mess up in front of all these people, but once I got back to my seat, it kind of hit me that like, you know, everything that I kind of dreamed about wanting to do as a kid was like finally happening, you know, I always wanted to fly, I'd always wanted to do this, um, I'd always wanted to be in the military, and now all of this was, it was coming full circle for me, and it was like, it was just amazing, you know, like, there's nothing that really compares to that moment, and so, I guess that's, that's really what I have to say about it, it was, it was like, it was one of the best moments of my life, so, you overcome like a, a huge challenge, uh, and that's pretty cool, so, yeah, heck
0: yeah, it is. One of the awesome things is you you see folks from all over the place and the stories. So as a as a as a history guy, it's it's all about the story. And one of the cool things is each individual team member. So I've gotten to know uh, a bunch of cadets, um, <clears throat> but all of their stories are unique, and that is. Fascinating. So you you do not get the same uh, version of childhood of you know growing up of becoming an adult of of why we joined the military academy, right? Um, It's all just just crazy random uh, mix up and and being able to hear the individual stories has been phenomenal. Uh, So uh, there's this current member on the team who. in his interview said he was from Traverse City, Michigan. Well, Traverse City, Michigan is the very it's its very big town right next to the town that I grew up in. So during his interview I said, "Hey, cool. There's two high schools in Traverse City." I said, "Did you go to TC East or TC West?" And he looked at me, he's like, "Well, actually sir, I I went to Kalkaska High School." So Kalkaska is the town directly south of the town which I grew up in 10 miles south of Mansalona so I said I grew up in Mansalona, Michigan you're from Kalkaska you're not from Traverse City why are you lying? Randy McKenzie uh. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I just dropped a name on uh, on the podcast <laughs> and, and everybody understood good guy no <laughs> great guy nice tattoos uh, d- yep he is uh,
1: <laughs> another white cloth
0: gross so gross delicious um, so I have 117 bottles of whiskey sitting right behind the bar and they're drinking White Claws. This is, this is tragic. Um, anyway. It's mainly because uh,
1: we couldn't do that much disservice to drink such high-quality liquid We, yeah, I'm drinking what
3: you offered me. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the
1: fridge. Whoa.
2: <laughs>
0: Whoa. Whoa. Shots fired. Uh, but, uh, but each individual story and then getting to hear each individual story is, is awesome. And as you now go onto whatever it is you go on to and you get uh, a whole platoon of people, um, I would encourage you to learn their stories yeah, because their, their stories are phenomenal And if <laughs> you get that opportunity to to find out where where they came from, what they did. you know uh, we're from North Carolina, we're from Texas, we're from Minnesota. Who,
2: cool. Anoka Anoka. Yeah. Halloween capital of the world, and the largest consumer of chocolate Hershey bars. Yet
1: he's still a Philadelphia Eagles fan. No,
2: my family moved there halfway through high school. No, I really don't like Philly that much.
1: He's got a Carson Wentz jersey underneath his shirt.
2: Nope, Minnesota Vikings all the way.
1: <laughs> Liar.
2: <laughs> so, so there,
1: there it is. We've got I've got
0: three people on the couch. i have got three completely different stories, completely different backgrounds. Um, all of them fascinating and amazing and wonderful. Uh
1: and best friends
0: and and best friends um, and as you move forward I hope that you you take that time and you learn the stories of of the folks that are uh, about to impact your lives and uh, and yeah and, and go from there
1: yeah I'm absolutely super, I, dude I'm
0: super excited so um, so I'm gonna give you hold oh, hang on hang on on dirt so now entering the bar is Hunter Stanley. She is the wife of Jeremy Stanley, who is here. He Come she on, has
1: Hunter. to put up with a lot. I feel she really has bad to put up for her. So
0: much, so All right. much. All right, Hunter, we're putting you on the spot. Come on, give on. her the microphone. All right. I'm so, ready. give us one story about Jeremy that nobody in the room knows.
2: Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh, shit. Uh,
0: Jeremy's eyes are closed. I don't know. He is bracing yes, for impact. Do. You got it. We then won't.
4: No that
0: no one else knows, and you are about to share with the entire world. He's fine. Don't look at him. He's fine. I don't
1: know. Yeah, you do. From any time. Any Do something like middle
2: school, can. elementary school, high school, peanut school.
1: Peanut rare. school is my favorite. Hey. <laughs> Do something from summer camp. You when you guys went to? I know you guys went to summer camp together we did go to with summer church camp, camp, camp. And I know summer there's a summer camp b- stories. Oh. Do we have summer camp stories? And I know some there's some- ungodly did he play? Did he play the flute camp. in summer camp? It
4: was a church
0: camp? Okay, it was a church camp.
4: I can't, can't. My
0: my father's been a pastor for thirty years. I know what happens at church camp.
4: Yeah. Um. Well.
1: Talking to the bike into
0: the mic um, i don't know anything oh my god that's oh a that's a so wife she answer. that know is a wife anything answer. come right, on
1: hang on tell us what was, your favorite, oh, hold what was on. your favorite
0: jeremy jeremy do you have a clearance we need to be worried about no okay cool
1: hunter what was your, your favorite, favorite memory from your honeymoon because we don't know yeah. from our honeymoon favorite
4: yeah.
3: honeymoon memory jonathan mind your business i can tell you what outside my favorite of the hotel no you get up, up. Well, we already said fuck,
0: so we're gonna. <laughs> the, the explicit rating goes on anyway. Well, well it's, it's
3: not that, but it was actually pretty funny. So we actually, I, I got a Hunter out of her comfort zone, and I got her to go snorkeling along a coral reef in Mexico. So that's not something that a Hunter typically does. Why was it terrible? <laughs> Tell him the story. Well, one, I don't like swimming. And why don't you like swimming?
4: <laughs> what do you mean?
3: Well, she almost I, drowned. I, she I, had an experience where she almost drowned. I so
4: she... did as a child.
1: Okay. I, Talk to the mic. I,
4: I'm
1: going to lose my shit.
4: I can't <laughs> reach Jonathan. It's not my... There's,
1: there's, you can't reach... So, be,
0: so, so I kid you not. There's there's three gentlemen on the couch, <laughs> and then Hunter is like sliding down the gentleman. <laughs> he's,
4: he's trying to get the microphone here. Yes, That's okay. So things. I had a near-drowning incident when I was a child, but then I went swimming with Jeremy on our honeymoon.
3: And she couldn't see I also see. couldn't
4: see because I wear glasses and my you know, I haven't been privileged enough to get LASIK eye surgery. So I burp, 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 burp. <laughs> yeah. so I couldn't see because I had to take my glasses off to be able to put the goggles on but then they ended up having prescription goggles. Whoa. That were like you know like the glasses that you can buy at Walmart. Yeah. And they actually helped. So. That
0: so was you it. got that was reading.
4: I got reading goggles. Goggles.
0: So could you? <laughs> could you read... yeah. <laughs> so
1: Hunter, Hunter, big question: Could you read the books that the fish were holding up to you underneath the floor? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I awesome. Could. Awesome. Where did you guys go for your honeymoon?
4: We we went on a cruise first to Key West. And uh, then to what? Can- Cancun. Cosmo. Okay, so Cosmo. Q- Cosmo. let's talk
0: about QS for just a second. Okay. Because that is like my second home. Okay, I love that place. Did you go to Irish Kevin's?
3: We did not. We didn't have time to go. You what? So this was my problem, right? So you did not go to Irish Kevin's? Yeah, conversation's the cruise. over. This was my issue with the over. cruise. I think we made, we made the mistake of scheduling uh, certain events throughout the cruise. So, you know, they have like certain excursions that you can do at each stop. Right. We made the mistake of, uh, scheduling a parasailing excursion while we were in Key West, which we should not have done. Um, because looking back on it, the, the little amount of time that we did have to actually explore Key West and see things there. I wish I would have actually just not done, not done an excursion at all. And gone and like saw the Hemingway House, for instance, and like do things like that. Like I was like, all this stuff is here, and I didn't even realize it. And and we went out and parasailed, so, so it was cool. Like you know, like it, was, it was cool. Also very- but it was time consuming, and it, it kind of wasted some of the opportunity that we had while we were there. So,
0: if you go back to U.S. to call me, I will go with you. <laughs> okay. We will. Uh, so no joke. I have spent an inordinate amount of time on the island of Key West um, uh, through the, the fortunate uh, circumstances of my career. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you go, that is one of my favorite places on Earth Jonathan,
1: uh, so quick question. You don't Jeremy. have to raise your hand. You oh, can just talk. Okay, but I just, I didn't want to interrupt and be rude. But so Jeremy, what's it like parasailing? I know that you've never actually been up in the air before. I know you've never skydived before. But was that a pretty cool experience? Being up like two or three thousand feet in the air, like just seeing what's like. I'm I'm curious as to whether or not that was an enjoyable experience. You for know you. what it actually reminded <laughs> me of, and I'm and
3: I'm not even I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with you. And I think I actually said this to you while we were parasailing. I was like, this reminds me of Airborne School. To like coming straight down in a can in a round canopy That's to terrifying. the water exactly right so Rough. so they would do this thing where they would like slow down and then we would drop to the water and they'd speed up and pick us up right before you, we hit the water who did you so, go to airborne school with i went to airborne school with you John. ah <laughs>
1: i just wanted to put myself reinsert myself but in it, the was, it was it I, was i can pretty... confirm that
0: there. the snapchat stories were, were pretty phenomenal
3: it was pretty pretty similar to airborne school, except you don't hit the ground extremely hard. You hit the water, and it's quite pleasant actually because the water's pretty warm. So, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, jumping in QS is not a bad thing.
1: No, no, yeah, not no. at all. It got less
0: time to, yeah. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: so, uh, Hunter. Yeah. All right. So now we have a, a military spouse in the room.
1: <laughs> oh, Shit. So I'm sorry. She's my language. No,
0: it's, yeah. it's cool. We're, we're explicit anyway. I've realized that. Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to future military spouses, what would it be? Cool.
1: Um, I'm gonna say- Drink heavily. Talk to the microphone. talking to the microphone. God
4: dang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that lose. was me whispering. That was not
1: her. I'm, I'm going to have a conniption.
4: Um so I, and I still struggle with this myself. A military spouse needs to know coming into thing, coming into the situation, coming into this marriage and this commitment that you're not always going to be the number one priority. And you know, I knew that in my in the back of my mind, I knew that coming into it, but it's been an adjustment. Like knowing what other marriages have been like for my friends or my family is not always what it's going to be for us. Quit yeah. moving the mic. I just want you to talk um, into it. But yeah, so that's
3: it. I would say that like maybe not you're that not you're not now, that up. you're not the number one priority, but that certain things we don't necessarily have control over, and so you while you are our priority, we can't necessarily control certain instances like we have to do this we have to do that that may make you feel like you are not our number one priority as but thir- in fact you
1: are as a third party i can confirm that hunter is jeremy's number one priority but other stuff gets in the way and now from someone with years of experience so it
3: is uh
0: uh so mission first family always true uh that's kind of the the how i've I've done my my army time, um, uh, so the army gives us a mission. We have to we have to do the mission. We that's our job. We don't have a choice. Uh, but family family always. And, and Mike is spraying spray tan on everybody. Will you stop. That's not what. Why stop, Mike? Oh, it smells delicious though.
4: Is it, what is it? Is I'm it, curious. I mean, it's, it's
0: tanning lotion. Lotion.
3: Yeah, It's oil. Yeah, just. No, oh,
1: no. So okay. if, if
4: the sun like
0: comes out, tanning. we're going to get nice and tan. Wow, Hunter, um, you
1: got more melon already. Yeah, look at that. It
0: smells delicious. Oh, it's coconut. It smells like Key West. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I can already picture <laughs> my, my myself parasailing in the It does smell like Key West. <laughs> parasailing already, <laughs> Oh, it's Parasailing. It's <laughs> so cute. No. No, uh, we have so, so <laughs>
1: that,
0: that's all you need. His pictures. Um, a lot of my pictures from Key West we deleted because, well, it's Q West and
1: okay. same. <laughs>
0: so legit, my only like drunken naked story, uh, happened in Q West. Um, so,
1: only, no, you no, only I, have I, one drunken no, naked story. I feel I have, sorry no, for no, you. No,
0: I only have one. Um, so <laughs> we'll get to the, we'll start at the end. Um, Banging on the door, I, I wake up, I run to the door, I open the door, and here is one of the uh, the instructors there. His name is Al, uh, and Al's like he, he looks at me, he's like, Ian, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, Al. I'm sorry. What happened? Uh, am I late? And he's like, No, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm I'm fine. I'm sorry. Uh, let me, you know, because I had thought I missed something. I thought I was late for something. Yeah. And and he's like, No, 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 no. Ian, it's it's cool. Are you okay? And I I looked at him, like, just super weird. I'm like, ow, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm (gasps) fine. He's like, really? Because it's 11 o'clock in the morning and you're still naked. And I looked down and I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, give me a second. I shut the door. I go put some clothes on. I come back outside. I'm like, okay, talk to me. And he's like, we found you at like three in the morning walking down the road <laughs> completely naked. So apparently I had had a really great time. Happens to the best
1: of us. It, it
0: does. I had a really great time. I went for a swim and I didn't want to swim with my clothes on and then decided <laughs> to walk back to the barracks without any clothes. So we he hopped, like I hopped back in the golf cart we drove back down the road and i found like my sandals and then i found my shirt i found my shorts um i just
1: we call it sh- the trail of tears <laughs> oh,
0: dude it was so fucking terrible like, it was the moment he's like because you're still making i was like oh son of a bitch rough you got rough, rough, but, rough. Hey,
1: but yeah that was uh yeah, yeah. I,
0: mean, I love key west key west is, is, is a good it's a very good time very good it time very good time
1: make sure you so, go with friends so that they can look after you because oh yes you friends. will not make good decisions. Your friends will not make good decisions. But when you are together there, you can look after each other.
0: Uh, and if you do go to Key West, you need to go to Irish Kevin's. Irish Kevin's, Irish Kevin's, is, Kevin's is the single best bar in Key West that exists. So
1: Shameless plug, once again.
0: Uh, no, no, that's not a shameless plug. That's fact. Oh, excuse uh, me. Yeah, you know, you can look. Yeah, research that shit. My bad. Irish Kevin's, best bar in Key West. So... Well, right on, friends. Um, I think we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, let's uh, let's open the door and bring everybody in for a second.
1: Yeah, give us give us just one second. Hang on,
0: hang on, just a sec. We're gonna bring everybody in.
1: Just a quick shameless story. So, in case you're wondering, currently right now we're uh, we're all up here at West Point for graduation of one of our teammates, Cam Johnson. Uh, honestly, just one of the most phenomenal individuals that I think we've all had the experience of getting to know throughout our time here at the academy being on the team and so that's the reason that brings us all together here today so just to all come in and so being able to come up here and experience his graduation uh he's gone. he's been someone who's gone through uh, immense hardship and to be able to share this experience with him is just something that's very uh very special for everyone to be able to come back into to just kind of relish in this moment so and I'll turn it back to you.
0: Uh so right now uh we have members of the 2019 class. We have members of the 2021 class. Come here, Rachel. Come here, Rachel. Great <laughs> fart, her Come here. Right great, great fart, boy. Like that Mike. Say do Say hello. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a little shy. It's 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 all good. So I I promise you there's no security claims for security. You can you can engage. So this is actually um, TS. We we have uh members of the graduating class of 2019. We have a, a member of the 2021 20, 20, class.
2: 2033
0: um, over here. So the the bar is is currently full. Um, and and this friends is what it's all about. This is uh, the bar of questionable life choices is what uh, yeah. encompasses right there now. I've got. Uh, my wife, and my daughter, um, dearest friends and, and teammates me. and, and, and Thomas, Thomas is also here. Just oh in God, case you my
1: can confirm. <laughs>
0: uh, so if, if ever you want to experience, uh, the best that America has to offer, find yourself. Uh, a West Point cadet or a West Point graduate oh, and okay. and talk to them um, because they literally are the best that there is. Um, and if you can find yourself a West Point cadet that graduated uh, as a member of the parachute team, uh, they are that much of, ra- of
4: 2021. Uh,
1: uh, clarification
4: 2019. 2019, shut up, John. 2019. You're in my I, class, you Mike. You really have wig hair on your head. What that say, that,
1: say that in the mic, Hunter. That Jonathan, that mic. So, so you Mike, heard
4: what I said. He has wig hair on his head. <laughs> right, Mike,
0: Mike, Mike. were you wearing a wig? It's called a toupee. I
2: cannot confirm nor deny whether or not I was wearing a wig earlier tonight. Cool,
0: so wipe the makeup off your face and take your bra off because it's weird. Um, hey, I'm not in a
3: physical <laughs> or mental state to answer that question. Yeah. All I can think about is how hungry I am. Sir, I haven't eaten in hours. <laughs> Days. All
0: right, well, <laughs> we're going to go eat some food. Uh, <laughs> continue to brush. drink. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from the Bar of Quenchable Life Choices, this is Ian McGlynn and most of uh, <laughs> former members of the United States Military Academy Parachute Team wishing you the uh, best of good evenings and...
2: To all a good... What, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Robbie, baby, bobby, bunkers.
0: (laughs) Zip,
2: sob,
1: suey. (laughs) Great times. Great people.
0: Cheers, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, if you have questions, comments, or would like to join me at the bar of questionable life choices for an episode, please contact me at... History at gmail.com and we can start that conversation. Thank you.
2: Once upon a time there was a railroad line Don't ask where, brother, don't ask where
3: It was the road to hell It was hard
4: time it was a world of giants and man
1: It's an old
4: sound